and welcome back to Brammable, the podcast of positive ramblings with me, Franny, and at the moment, some wonderful friends. This week's episode is really, really close to my heart and is with my wonderful auntie, Charlotte. And in this episode, we talk about her wonderful daughter, Amy, my cousin, um, and what it's like to be a parent of a disabled child and what it's like to be part of the community. Um, It was a really, really exciting conversation to talk to Charlotte. She is so positive and so wonderful. So it was really, really important to me to share this message and raise awareness for children with disabilities. So without further ado, this is me and Charlotte Cleary. Hello, Charlotte. How are you? Hi, Fanny. <laughs> I'm excited to have you on Fran Bubble. I feel like I've been waiting to do this episode for a very long time. Really? Yeah, you were like one of the first people on my list oh, that so I wanted sweet. to speak to. So I'm glad we finally made time to do it. As I know you're a very busy lady. You lots are as well. <laughs> <laughs> we're both very busy people. Um, but yeah, so first of all, let's explain who you are who Amy is, because she's here too, and um, just tell me a little bit about like the story, and just because obviously people who don't know me or don't know you have no idea how we know each other, so if you'll start by just explaining oh, gosh. Okay. the story. Start at the very beginning. Yeah, so obviously um, your uncle, yeah. Stuart, mm-hmm. I was married to. Mm-hmm. Um, we were very happily married for seven years, but yeah. that relationship just broke down naturally, mm-hmm. as many relationships do. So, um, yeah, but um, we have a very beautiful daughter that we yes. married together. Um, Amy, Amy who's not long turned 12. Yeah, and we're birthday buddies, aren't we? You are birthday we are buddies. birthday buddies, but one on the same day, <laughs> the same day. I always remember, you were like, please, Auntie Charlotte, please try and have her on my birthday. Yeah. And I was going, oh, <laughs> I'll try and do the best I can, but I can't make any promises. Yeah. And luckily enough, she must have known because oh, she did. She, she did, she came birthday. on the right day. So, yeah, that was very exciting. Yes. Um, so, yeah, at the at the start, I didn't really have any expectations. Yeah. You know, pregnancy was absolutely wonderful. I loved mm-hmm. being pregnant. Yeah. It's it's a crazy feeling having a little tiny human growing <laughs> inside of you. Yeah, there. that is a bit um, crazy. Yeah, so it was like... <laughs> We've got lots of children in the room, everybody, so if you hear any random noises, that's why. <laughs> yeah, lots going on. But um, it explains your life, Charlotte. <laughs> Really does. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, just happily pregnant, sailing yeah. along life, mm-hmm. um, normal, having yeah. all these hopes and dreams for your yeah. child as you do when you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then um, obviously she was born, and uh, shortly after she was born, she became quite ill. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't to know that she was ill. No. Um, we just was very thought, unexpected at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, so she was crying a lot, she wasn't feeding. Everyone was kind of telling me this is how newborns are, but mm. I think deep down inside, yeah, like motherly instincts, you kind of know something <coughs> yeah. isn't right. So, um, when the midwife came out and she was like, Yeah, we need to call an ambulance, I was like, Okay, um, wh- what do you think, yeah, might be wrong? And they just put it down as dehydration that yeah. she wasn't feeding properly, so she must be dehydrated, yeah. Um, so we got to the hospital. It was quite relaxed getting to the hospital. Nobody mm-hmm. was like panicked or panicked. Yeah. There was no alarm bells ringing off. Yeah. Um, they just said that they were going to give her some antibiotics, mm-hmm. um, give her a feeds and see how we go. And then it just kind of like turned in an instant that they did yeah. a heel prick test. And then all of a sudden it was like doctors whispering in the hallways. Yeah. And that- and then, panics you and yeah because yeah. then Stuart had gone home to get some stuff and they said that we were going to be there just for one night yeah 
So I sent him off to go and get yes. the essentials. Yeah, um, yeah. And that was kind of like, while he was gone, mm -hmm. that That's was when, when it, all it all happened, yeah. And I kind of wished, in a way, that he was there, because... Mm -hmm. It's a lot to take on. It was, it, it, it was. <coughs> so, like, um, yeah, the doctors was whispering in the hallways, and they mm -hmm. said that um, sh she was um, going to need a lumbar puncher. Oh, gosh. That's and so I scary. I didn't know what a lumbar puncher <coughs> yeah, was. So I, I was like, yeah, go for it, you <laughs> yeah, know, no, do what you need yeah. to do. And I remember them taking her to the treatment room. Mm -hmm. They was like, sorry, you can't come in. And I was yeah. like, I really didn't understand what was going on, what was going on oh, or gosh. like, you know. And I remember sitting in the room opposite the treatment room and I just heard her screaming. Oh God, that must have been awful. I, I was like, well, what are they doing to my baby? Yeah, yeah like, I, I just heard her screaming and they came back in the room and they said, oh, we've done a lumbar spinal tap. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, okay. Okay, yeah. That that's sounds massive. It's like yeah, a mass serious. It's not just some medication. It's like a really big thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, because any slip of like you know where they mm -hmm. put the needle in, it, it can yeah. paralyse them. Yeah. So terrifying. yeah, that was really like shocking okay. to hear what yeah. a lumbar puncture was, was. and mm -hmm. then they said like that the fluid that they abstracted was cloudy, right. and I was like, what okay, does what does that mean? Yeah. yeah. And they said that basically they knew straight away that she had meningitis right, okay. and that um, <clears throat> it was quite critical. Um, mm -hmm. She'd have 24 hour critical window and a 5% chance of survival. Gosh. And it was just kind of like hoping and praying for the next 24 yeah. hours. So, such a scary time. Yeah. At the time, do you sort of like remember it really clearly or was yeah. it all just sort of like a void of like... Uh, or maybe a bit of both, I guess. It, it, it's kind of both. So, like, in that moment, it felt... It, do you know when people say that they feel like the world has stopped? It literally <coughs> felt, felt like that. the world had stopped. And mm -hmm. I was just, like, kind of, like, asking so many questions. Yeah. And, like, I couldn't actually voice it. Yeah, of course. It was kind of, like, sh shocked. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Of course. <laughs> and then, obviously, from there, then you sort of... Everything started to come all at once then, and it was sort of a long list of things that happened yeah um and then so how did that feel then sort of maybe adjusting to your new normal of what it was like did it take a long time like well yeah because like i think she was about 10 days old when they first did mm. the brain scan and it was quite surreal um i had to go to the maternity unit where yeah. there was pregnant women having the first scans of their babies and i was sat there with a critically ill child it was kind of like yeah. Only weeks ago was I sat here yeah, yourself, yeah. myself, and now I'm back here having mm -hmm. a brain scan with this child, not knowing yeah. her future. Mm -hmm. So, and that was the first time I was allowed to hold her. So it was oh, quite gosh. emotional. Yeah. And like these mothers were going, oh, that's going to be us soon. And yeah, I was thinking, just like, oh, yeah. you know, trying to hold back the tears because it was really like emotional. And, yeah, I can and then. Imagine. Obviously, um, they came up and they said that she had brain damage mm -hmm. and I just didn't know what that meant for mm -hmm. her. And even they didn't know no. what that meant for her. There was yeah. like, she could feel a, a full happy life or, you know, she could never amount to anything. Mm -hmm. And it was like a wait and see mm -hmm. scenario. Yeah. And at that time, it's so frustrating to hear that wait and see scenario. Cause you just want, just want to, You just yeah. want to know what, of course, yeah. what will her future look like. So mm -hmm. um, obviously as she progressed, into her milestone ages so yeah. like at nine months they're supposed to be like sitting up yeah. crawling 
she wasn't really doing any of that and so yeah. we kind of had an idea of um things weren't looking mm -hmm. quite as what they seemed and i think yeah. it was about when she was nine months old that we had the cerebral palsy diagnosis and i yeah. should have gone back to work at that time mm -hmm. but, but i just couldn't and i bet it's like absolutely life-changing in terms of like we've spoken before about you as a mother and what you expect you know, everyone warns you about, oh, you're not going to sleep at night and you have to be doing baby bottles all these times. But I don't think anybody really prepares you for, like, your whole life is going to change and it might not be as you originally expected. Yeah, yeah. Not to say that, that isn't beautiful and wonderful, because as we see Amy today, she's just the most amazing person and she has yeah. this gorgeous smile and you love her exactly as she is, because this is how she, you know, is, is made and is today. But it must have been like quite like dissonant in your mind. It is quite hard to you kind know. of wrap your head around because like when I was pregnant, we were speaking about putting her into like kickboxing classes because yeah. like Stuart's heavily yeah. into kickboxing. Yeah. And then like obviously <coughs> now that sh we had this diagnosis of cerebrosa, mm -hmm. it was like kind of like shifting from putting her into kickboxing classes to now having physio lessons yes. and like yeah. you know therapy that will help her. Yeah. So it's kind of surreal going from like one extreme to another yeah definitely and i think that must have been so difficult <laughs> amy's just had a birthday and it's playing with lots of balloons if that's what you can hear everyone um but yeah so then talk me through going from <laughs> those key milestones that you were talking about sort of as she got older so then now she's five and then she's seven and now she's 12 so sort of how has it sort of progressed in terms of you and your knowledge because obviously you didn't know anything about these nah. things before you were pregnant or before nah. like but now you're, i guess you're more of an expert aren't you <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a, but it must um, be yeah difficult to take on all that information definitely and like nobody tells you how, how it's yeah. gonna be right. what to expect what to do you just kind of have to do it mm -hmm. and it's so hard like now that i've got millie mm -hmm. and she's going through her special needs that yeah. she's got i'm really lucky and fortunate to have already have that knowledge and experience yeah. with amy mm -hmm. and i shouldn't have no. but like it somebody just gives you a child and then goes there you go oh. off you go and like nobody really guides you or you know nobody will ever be in your shoes and know 100% to what you've had yeah to yeah so it's kind of like you know learning it as you go along and yeah. I'm quite fortunate to have quite a support of family <laughs> and friends um, yeah. to support me and kind of like tell me, you know, yeah. advice. Definitely, and stuff I think like that. like that element of community <coughs> from sort of our conversations in the past is is so important. Like, do you think that it took you a while to find your community of maybe mums that were like you? Do you feel um, like you found that or? or oh, I have totally. Yeah, yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> The same community is so different mm -hmm. from a normal community. And I say yeah. normal with quotation marks <laughs> because what is normal? Yeah. Um, totally. But, yeah, it's kind of like, um, you know, if you see another same mom in trouble, you know exactly mm -hmm. how to help her. Um, um, whereas, like, people that don't know and don't experience, mm -hmm. don't know what to say, don't mm -hmm. know how to help. And it's yeah. kind of like your same community is your family. Yeah. And do you think it's sort of they've been sort of lifelines for you in terms of like getting out your feelings because I can imagine it must be so hard in terms of having lots of feelings all the time and like I always speak to you about yes you're a parent but you're also a person and yeah. I think that's like really like important to remember because yes your whole life is now dedicated towards Amy and Millie too now and but it's also Charlotte and it's also your life and do you find that 
but sometimes those feelings can be quite hard to like manage because in one say you were still a young woman yourself like want to go, yeah. go out and do things and whatnot but at the same time you are also got this other hat on of, of mom so do you find that quite like challenging to battle oh, most definitely yeah. i yeah. mean i was only probably the same age as what yeah. you are now yeah. which like... is crazy to me <laughs> <laughs> i did yeah. not even contemplate having a job right <laughs> yes yeah, so i was the same age as you and yeah. then like yeah mm-hmm. like you say i am i am charlotte and mm-hmm. i am a parent but like when you have a special needs child mm-hmm. you only know one that, thing yeah. and it's being a parent like i don't remember the last time that i was actually charlotte yeah because you your whole focus is on your kids and not 100%. yourself and like many people go um you should always look after yourself before mm-hmm. you can look after others but that's so it's hard so to, to do, do in this situation in in yeah. a situation like this because like when do i get that time mm. Exactly. I don't get that time and at all. That's another thing to talk about, <laughs> sort of that respite and that help. Whereas, I guess, in again, we say normal in quotation marks, but in sort of regular, I guess, families, you can, you know, go and say, Nana Grandad's for the weekend, that's or exactly aunties right. and uncles can look yeah. after you. But with Amy, because she needs such specific care, it's, it must be hard for you to, in one sense, like let go because you've got so many things you need to think about and hold on to. But <clears throat> in the same sense, have someone who has the right knowledge. An understanding of Amy and her condition and what she needs, um, to like make sure she's safe and yeah. in the right kind of care, and that must be like really difficult to sort of. You don't have those pockets of time as much. No. Do you think so? When she went to Acorns, mm-hmm. um, which is a children's hospice, and they cater for disabled mm-hmm. children, yeah, <clears throat> and terminally ill children, it was fantastic because they were all nurses. Mm-hmm. They knew exactly what they they were doing. She mm-hmm. had a care plan set up. Um, unfortunately, in the last year, she has been discharged from Acorns right. because she's doing so well health-wise, which is fantastic. Like, I couldn't ask for anything better. Yeah. But there's nothing for complex um, children who are in need of respite, who like who don't fit the criteria. Um, there's nothing out there. It, it's so shocking. <clears throat> it, it's crazy, mm. isn't it? When you see you and, and Amy and Millie and you think gosh how like the amount of support and stuff that you need like all in all three of you in all different ways you know yeah. and to think that there isn't out there it, it's really really crazy to me yeah is there sort of any way people can help in terms of like fundraising for certain places or how is that like how, if someone did want to help and want to contribute like how how is it best to oh, that's it... a really difficult question because obviously a child is seen to have a parent Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as they're 16, 18, then there's loads of help out there. Right, okay, when she turns It's an just adult. because she's a child and obviously it is a role of a parent to look after that child. Right, that's interesting. But it, it's, it's more, it's not more so much for the child because, you know, she absolutely loves it. Yeah. But it's more for the parent as well. Like, yeah. you know, when she did go to Acorns, mm-hmm. I went on a holiday. Uh, yeah. I'm not ashamed to say no, that no, I went away abroad. You deserve that too, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, and I felt like myself, yeah. like, to have that mm-hmm. rest, to have that, you know come back stronger for yeah, Amy to course. take care of her again. Because you can't pour for an empty cup. No, you know, no. That's what they say. <laughs> I love that saying. I'm yeah. going to use that in the future. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so, yeah, it's just like <laughs> there's nothing out there for yeah. children until is, they're 18, unless they're, like, you know, in palliative care and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's It's interesting when you sort of look at that difference between the need for care in different ways so amy definitely needs care but she may not be in the same way that other people do and the fact that that care is like taken away 
just because she's doing well for her situation in comparison to her yeah. doing well you know and it's a wider concept like that's oh, it's such a tricky and difficult it, it's one it's frustrating because you yeah. want like somebody mm-hmm. to look at the family and not just at the child yeah. because you know it's, it is a hard mm-hmm. situation to be in because i'm not only her mom i'm a nurse i'm an ot i'm yeah. a physio i'm a speech and language therapist mm-hmm. i'm everything yeah absolutely so and just... with the sort of intricacies of things that amy needs it's like the way you talk about things charlotte i just think is amazing like you <laughs> are so knowledgeable about these things but it's because you've had to be yeah you know and i think that's like something that's really important <sighs> that you you've had to just get on and know all these things because if you didn't like where would you be you know exactly. and i think it's so commendable in terms of parents of children who have disabilities and it's like it's not just you as a person, it's you as all these roles. And that's and so, yeah. hard, you know, you're not qualified as a nurse, yet no. you know all the things that Amy <laughs> needs for these things, which yeah. is just crazy, you know. And, um, yeah, I can imagine that must be a lot. But equally, I guess, with those things also comes, like, major positives and oh, major, gosh, like, wonderful that. things that, you know, you see that connection. And, like, we always say that you dress Amy up in, different, like, World Book Day and all oh, these different events. And we love seeing her <laughs> with these things. So... Amy's so like visual, isn't she? She loves to see things and touch things and like very sensory oriented. Yeah, um, so like, can you tell me some of like your favorite things that you've done with Amy? So like, Amy <laughs> doesn't really understand the concept of Christmases and birthdays. Yeah. So like, whenever it's a birthday or a Christmas, I like to go all out, yeah, and that's why I like to go all out because it's so special. Like, I mm. never know you know how long I've got with Amy Mm because tomorrow is unknown so like I always try and make memories count absolutely and and so like whenever it is her birthday I'll get all the balloons Mm. as you can see here and you probably can hear (laughs) Um, I'll get like the bubble machine out I'll get all like the bunting out and I'll try and make that day as special as I can for her so that she knows that something's going on even if she doesn't know what it it is Mm -hmm. And like for Christmas, I know this sounds really like bell humbug, but as soon as Christmas is done, I take the tree down yeah. so that she knows no, that that day is special. is special. And like I'll yeah. put extra bubbles on the tree, mm-hmm. I'll put extra sealer decorations mm-hmm. up again, nice. I'll have the bubble machine on, <laughs> and I'll just really try and make it magical. And like seeing her face light up when she sees everything yeah. is just the icing on the cake yeah. for me. Because totally. like, it's just like seeing the magic in her face, and I hope that mm-hmm. she never loses that. Yeah, definitely. And I think so of even like we've spoken about like watching her Disney films and things oh, like that she it's so <laughs> lovely to see that she's just like engrossed in this world like then it's amazing like you know like she loves Tinkerbell and Frozen oh, yeah. and all these things you know I'm quite jealous and it's, <laughs> and it's so nice and like so lovely to see her sort of enjoying in those things um yeah so my next question as we briefly spoke about before is about um sort of the right language to use when oh, yes. speaking um, about people who have various disabilities because I think it's a really difficult one I think sometimes words change and meanings change and I think as someone who's referring to somebody who has a disability what is the right thing to say um Gosh. and <laughs> do you think that you know people are using the wrong language or you know sort of anything around language that you want to check <laughs> yeah so like for me personally I always like to think of the child first or the person first yeah. and then the disability the after so you wouldn't say like a disabled child mm-hmm. you'd say a child, a child with, with a disability because yeah. you like to see the person the first. first and then um there is actually a really funny story of when <laughs> we was in Greg's yeah. <laughs> getting a sausage roll you know as, we do. as you do I was with Amy I had a tap on the shoulder and I turned around and some lady was like what has she got 
Right. And I knew that she meant her disability, but I gave Amy the sausage roll. I went, she's got a, a sausage, sausage roll. roll. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> she's got a sausage roll. She's got a sausage And she kind of looked at me and she was like, no, 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 that's not what I meant. I was like, are you trying to ask me about her condition? Yeah. And she was like, yes. I was like, so, you know, that's yeah. and kind of... I guess that's another realm of sort of, you know, what is acceptable to ask and what isn't because, you know... It's not someone's right to know about these things, but I think it must be a far line between someone genuinely caring, someone wanting to understand, yeah. someone wanting to help or whatnot, but also you get some people who are just sort of, yeah, just want to know, you know, which is hard. Tell me what I, I don't mind. If somebody wants to come up to me and yeah. ask me about her disability, mm-hmm. I am more than happy to raise awareness and, like, Absolutely. you know, explain her condition to anyone who needs to know. I think it's just how you use the language. language. So, mm-hmm. for example, I saw a very nice lady who's looking to move into the village mm-hmm. and she's in a wheelchair and yeah. we just stroke up ah! conversation. She was asking me <laughs> how nice it is in the area yeah. and, um, you know... It just came to cross, and I was like, I hope you don't mind me asking, but can I ask about your condition? And she was like, oh, my gosh. She yeah. didn't know I had a disabled child. Yeah. So she was just like, you know, um, I've got, oh, I think it was like Ella's uh, dust syndrome, which yeah. is where, like, the bones break quite easily. Oh, right, okay. She kind of, like, yeah. she really thanked me. For, for caring and talking about For asking in the correct, correct way. way. Definitely, because I think, like you said, it's you are happy to raise awareness as you do amazingly charlotte you you know are a voice for you know moms in your in your situation and also children like amy and i think spreading that awareness is something that you always want to do because like you said if certain things hadn't happened for you then you know maybe things would be different but equally so happy with the life you have now but if if people are genuinely interested in the care it's it's amazing to spread that awareness but equally it's it's about doing it in the right way yeah and and sharing the right sort of knowledge to help people as opposed to just sort of like talk about these things um but yeah no thank you for sharing about that it's it is interesting because i think sort of as a family member as well when you say oh and my cousin's amy you know it's using the right language to describe your family member as well which like sometimes can be difficult yeah and i think especially when you've got like other cousins who don't have a disability yeah it's sort of like you know that you have to change your um way of speaking to them but at the same time you don't and i think it's like that fine line of knowing that um i can love and communicate with amy just as much as all my other family members because um it's just doing it in a different way isn't it yeah 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 lovely stuff i mean there's so many other things i can ask you about i don't know what (laughs) i don't know where else to go now because it's, it's so interesting um in terms of raising awareness i guess if we keep down um that avenue so do you want to tell me about some of the things that you've done to raise awareness or other things that maybe like people should know or things to help or i think the main thing for me when i raise awareness is the group b strap mm-hmm. because um obviously that is what amy had yeah and it's so common it's one in mm-hmm. four women that mm-hmm. are carriers and it's yeah. not widely known no i um, feel like i didn't even know no, that existed no yeah. not until like amy was born and was diagnosed yeah. with group b strep that i knew mm-hmm. about group b strep and mm-hmm. how common it is and like you know it's one of the main causes for stillbirths and really? miscarriages yeah. so like you know to to know that it's not widely known is quite shocking yeah 
and it's you know a test at 35 to 37 weeks pregnant Mm -hmm. you could do a no yeah yeah it's it's to me it's a narrow brainer Mm -hmm. but um the government are saying that it's too much but Mm -hmm. um at the moment group b strep charity um Mm -hmm. are doing everything that they can um to educate Mm -hmm. midwives obstetricians and they're actually trialing group b strep um vaccines oh okay that's interesting yeah so it's kind of like i mean like i had amy what 12 years ago yeah and it's still like trying to get Get, its way so i think it's still a long way off but at least there's some sort of movement and that the now agreed in hospitals every midwife should be aware of group b strep and like you know (laughs) the measures that they should be taking (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, which is really great to know that that's happening, but why it's took this long, I don't yeah. know. Because 12 years, you know, that is crazy when you put it into perspective. When you look at Amy, you see her as 12 years old, but you don't actually think about it's been 12 years, you know. Because yeah. I remember, like, obviously I was, like, when Amy was born, I remember, obviously, it was my birthday, and um, so I must have been, what, You were about 11. Yeah, yeah, is that right? Um, I remember we were going um, for a curry, and um, obviously it was all like, oh, is she going to have the baby now? Is she, we don't know. And I remember we were just about to leave the house, go for a big birthday meal. And as I was walking down the drive, she would text me a picture of Amy. I was like, oh, oh. my goodness. I was like, she's had the baby. She's had the baby. <laughs> and I was so excited um, to have a little baby girl cousin. Because Amy's like one of the eldest in the family, isn't she? I think really. so, yeah. And she was all, like one of the first, the first wasn't she? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Which is like amazing. And so she's, you know one of the family torch <laughs> which is so exciting so obviously she turns 13 next year oh gosh just I know. crazy crazy yeah. so in terms of looking at amy throughout her childhood and now looking towards her adulthood um is there anything that you sort of maybe you're worried about or maybe you're excited by or do you feel like a change is shifting like yeah it's kind of hard to look to the future because i don't know what the future is going to look like yeah, for amy definitely. it's really like I don't know of anyone in, uh, in the same condition. With the exact same, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. who is wheelchair bound mm-hmm. to to know what to look for yeah. and like how is it going to be for me? And mm-hmm. um, most people that I know with with children with disabilities are either the same age mm-hmm. or they're older and they're not as complex. So it's really hard to yeah. know. I just know that every day that she grows, it it does get harder. Yeah, it gets really hard, and. Like, she's quite pleasant, Amy. <laughs> she's quite easy to look for, look after for. Yeah. Like, you stick on Disney yeah, and she'll and sit happy. there all day <laughs> watching Disney. She's absolutely, like, fine in terms of, like, she's not a spot of bother. Yeah. But in physical terms, it's really hard, like, mm-hmm. you know, lifting her. Um, she's, like, a stiff board. Um, yeah. She's quite really tight in her arms and her legs. And as she grows, obviously, it's like more limbs yeah. to kind of contend with. Like, trying to put jeans on her. Like, <laughs> I can't put skinny jeans no. on her. It's just cannot do it. Yeah. And, like, tops as well, because she's quite tight tight in the arms. Yeah. And um, it's really hard to get any sort of clothing on her as she grows. So it's just kind of learning to adapt That's, to her growing yeah. into this young woman that she is yeah. and another thing that might be taboo is pu- puberty yeah like i don't she like luckily enough we haven't started the avenue yet mm-hmm. but i know but that's something horizon. yeah it is a horizon she's yeah. 12 
I know that's going to happen at some point soon and it's like mm-hmm. I don't know anyone to ask advice about as yeah. in terms of what do people do? Do they try and stop the puberty? Do they let it happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of like I really don't know mm-hmm. what, what and it's not like the, yeah. <laughs> and there's not exactly like reams and reams of advice out there no, that yeah. you can look at. And you know, I guess that's it defines your character then of what choices you're going to make sort of as a mother, yeah. as a parent, um, what you decide to do and exactly. going forth. But I think one thing about you, Charlotte, is that you become a shining beak of hope for everybody oh, else. <laughs> as you go on and, and, you know, discover more about Amy and her condition and what the future holds, like, then you're sort of laying that ground for other yeah. people that may sort of experience that same or similar. Because obviously, yeah. like I said, it's very rare to find the same. It's more yeah. so similar things. Like, and... But equally at the same time, I think, especially for people who advocate all the time, um, it's amazing, but also it can be quite exhausting. Do you find oh, that God, you yeah, can't sit, like, just trying to, like, raise awareness and trying to, like, bring these things, but yet you feel like maybe sometimes it's exhausting to be that voice? I'm exhausted all the time. <laughs> I, I can understand. <laughs> I know that I've got Millie, who has come with her own set of yeah. needs, and mm-hmm. they're very different to Amy. So, like, yeah. whereas Amy's, like, spasticity and tightness, mm-hmm. Millie's the total opposite. She's very loose. Her yeah. muscles are loose. And so I'm having to learn and adapt all over yeah. again, and it's really hard, child. yeah, to cut off from what I know with Amy to what I know with with Millie. with Millie because obviously Millie's condition isn't um, brain damage. Right. It's something we don't, don't we still yet. don't know what, what what Millie's condition is or yeah. how how she's come to get it. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard to have that difference Thanks. between the two. And people might just think that it's easy because it's something you already know, but yeah. actually it's the opposite. It's yeah. like trying to think about everything you do already know and flip it. You know, different for Millie. Because how old is Millie again now? She's two and a half. Two and a half, so it's like ten years. Yeah, you know, it was a ten, Yeah, and I never wanted another child because of what happened with Amy. And even when I was pregnant with Millie, I had PTSD. Yeah. yeah, I had PTSD. Of I was course. diagnosed with antenatal depression, mm-hmm. um, prenatal depression, yeah. and everything else that came with it. Um, so And a lot of know, fear probably you know, flooded your mind for a long time. It was. I had in my head that I was going to make a T-shirt saying, I'm group B strep positive. Mm-hmm. So that when I was in labour, I knew that the doctors would know yeah. that I'm a group B strep positive and that they mm-hmm. would take the right course of actions, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. to, to help, yeah. you know, the unborn mm-hmm. child. So, um, yeah, it's kind of like a ripple-on effect. Yeah, further down the line in your life yeah, as well. Yeah. And sort of, if we talk about the group B <coughs> positive, and that's just something that you have, isn't it? Like, it's not... Is it something that's passed down or... No, no, no. So, like, it it's because, obviously, um, each pregnancy is different mm-hmm. and it's only through testing that you know if you're positive no. or not. It's just because, that obviously, I had Amy, who was group B strep mm-hmm. positive and had been affected yeah, in such a severe way, mm-hmm. which is why um, they had already had an action plan in place for Millie, that I was going to have the antibiotics in Layla and hopefully the antibiotics Mm -hmm. passing on to Millie Mm -hmm. would do everything that it can to like, you know, so that it didn't end up the same. Yeah, (laughs) you got it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, sort of the ins and outs of everything, it must be so hard sort of day to day wise, because I think 
there's one thing to look at it day-to-day -day mini milestones but also then you take a step back and you think about all the amazing milestones that Amy is hitting oh gosh, that yeah, Millie is also though. now hitting herself and it must just be that constant looking in small detail of okay here's all the things we need to think about but also looking back and thinking wow like how amazing Amy's come on in the last how many years and stuff and do you find that you're sort of going in between that wider perspective and that small perspective a lot or not? Yeah, yeah. So, like, when I do, like, the DLA forms, which yeah. is, like, you have to fill out, like, the mm -hmm. disability, what they can and can't do, yeah. it's quite daunting because it's quite negative-focused. Mm -hmm. So, like, what I try and do is when I'm filling out one of those mm -hmm. is I have a separate piece of paper and yeah. I've got everything mm -hmm. that Positive. she can do, Amazing. everything that she is able to, to do. do. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's really hard to do those mm -hmm. forms or yeah. to think that way without having some sort of positive yeah. because... Yeah. you get sucked into those and it, it is quite daunting to yeah. gosh she can't eat mm -hmm. she can't sit she can't stand she can't walk and it mm -hmm. is quite sad to think about when yeah. you do sit down and you think about it properly Definitely. like when i watch children in need yeah i'll cry i'll yeah. sit and i'll cry and i'm like oh imagine. my god you know like, that child can't walk oh. that child can't talk yeah. and then i'll go wait a minute yeah. that is my life yeah, and it's so like it's so weird like you know mm -hmm. disconnecting it so yeah you just you've got to you've got to have the positive a pos a positive yeah that you know she is very happy she is very happy <laughs> she she's is. very giggly she's giggly all the time <laughs> and she's taught me quite a lot like yeah. i was quite a silly you know immature young adults mm. but having amy i think i've matured quite well and i've learned all these new things so like i find that as my positive that you know she's taught me to be more mature and to think about things more sensibly and reasonably so thank yeah. you amy oh, we love you amy <laughs> <laughs> you're all the cuddles you know, you're so right and i think um it's interesting that you speak about yourself as like silly but i think that silliness has definitely helped you keep oh God, a yeah, brighter definitely. like um overall look at things like i always remember like you and Stu would always be making amy laugh all the time and that joy like it's just like this effervescent joy that just like comes out of you and anyone you meet like anyone you meet charlotte sees that in <laughs> you and that joy um and obviously you know that's now sort of you working within a school as well like yeah. it's nice to have that like fun side of you too but also um did you find that sort of going back to work was like a really positive thing for you oh gosh yeah, yeah. it was like a massive weight had been lifted i mm -hmm. hadn't been back to work in over 10 years yeah. and like when you've been out of a, of a career for 10 years yes. I, I was really scared going yeah. into the interview because i was like i've i've not got anything <laughs> absolutely nothing and the head teacher was so lovely mm -hmm. and he was like, you deserve this. And I sat there oh, in my invitation gosh. and I, I was crying. crying. Yeah, God, I was getting emotional crying. thinking about it. <laughs> so much. And it's, mm -hmm. I, I absolutely love going to work. Absolutely yeah. love working with kids. Mm -hmm. I, that's just my calling. Really? Absolutely. And like, you know, that we've just had the year sixes leave mm -hmm. and it was so beautiful that yeah. some of the year six girls, they've made me bracelets. Oh. And like they've given me keyrings, yeah. and like I'm getting quite emotional, emotional. thinking yeah, about it. No, and they've like written it. like me notes to say how much they've appreciated Ooh. me, just yeah. as a as a dinner lady. Yeah. And like but I it, didn't think that that would make a difference. But it do you know what I mean? It but does. it does. And like you know, they're eleven, twelve year olds, and it's like, gosh, you are exactly what I can imagine Amy to be mm -hmm. if she was a able-bodied child. Yeah. And it's just like it's lovely. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and I think that's nice. And like you said, you've always been so wonderful with children, and like also like me being in a teaching career as well. I think you forget how much of an impact you have. But I remember when I was younger, I remember my teachers being so influential on me, and, yeah. and like you know. Like, I remember dinner ladies that were super kind. I don't remember dinner ladies that weren't super kind. <laughs> you know? yeah, and you, exactly. do, you do have a bigger impact than you know. And, yeah. like, I think when, sort of, when I was at summer camp, they sort of taught us about, like, thinking about a child in every oh aspect of their life. Like, you know, in the morning before they come to camp or before they come to school. Or <laughs> and then sort of, so about how every single part of their day adds up. Yeah. And, you know, if they have an awful morning and then an awful afternoon and then an awful evening, before we know it, that's a whole awful day. So if you can bring some, like, positivity to a child's lunchtime even, that yeah. can, like, bring them back to being happy again. And I think we have to understand that every tiny part of a child's day we can be influential in, you know, passing them in the corridor or just yeah. making sure that they're okay before they go to the bathroom or, you know, just checking in and making sure that they know that someone cares and someone yeah, believes definitely. in them. Because... At, as a core across the board with any human being you want to be loved you want to be noticed you want to be cared for and like it doesn't matter what you are who you've done you should always be like respected and loved and cared for and I think teachers we are the building blocks to making those things happen because I think if a child starts their life with no self-respect or no kindness it's very difficult for them their standards are very low then for yeah. other people in their lives and we have to like raise those standards and know that you know you should be respected and loved even if you're seven even if you're nine even if you're 12 like because as an adult you deserve to be respected and sort of like um we have to you know sort of build those things up from when they're young so even if you feel like oh i didn't think i'd be that much of a you know important part you are yeah and um, it's it's amazing to be part of like those children's day-to-day life and um you know it's all about building that wider community, isn't it? Yes, you have your parents. Yes, you have your family. But you also have your teachers. You also have people you see at school, people you see out and about. And um, in the last episode, which would be about girl guiding, we sort of talk about this. Of It's like encouraging children to be kind and be sociable and like to have all those things. They're like so valuable. Yeah. And um, often in school, we sort of reward for achievement and like things like that. But really, we should reward for effort and kindness as you know, because that's, that's the things that are important and stuff, aren't they? But yeah, wow, there's a little bit of a rant there from me. <laughs> um, the <laughs> um, but yeah, okay, so to wrap it up, Charlotte, is there anything else that you feel sort of within your story that you'd like to share with anyone or maybe any advice or any way people can support you or anything else that you'd want to say? Um, just, you know, ask the right questions in the right way. I, yeah. I'll, I'll be more than happy to explain Amy to anyone mm-hmm. and if if anyone's out there who mm-hmm. wants to come and experience Amy, then please feel free to, like, you know, if you want to learn anything or, Absolutely. you know, do anything. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just... I think, for me, I'm, I'll just get on with it. You do. I never ask yeah. for help. And, and like, I know loads of people are always wanting to help. Like, your mum, yeah. bless her. I absolutely <laughs> love your mum. And she's like, I really want to help. Oh. And I, I, but I don't know it's what to tell help her to in help the right me. Way. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't know because yeah. I, I do it myself so, it, I, mm-hmm. I have carers that come in for mm-hmm. Amy and I just don't know how to do mm-hmm. anything else yeah. other than looking after and it's such an amazing Amy. quality about you but also it's also maybe your fatal no, flaw yeah, in that you yeah. need to like allow do, people to help you but I don't know how to get them to help me 100%. like I don't know what I can suggest yeah. to them 
to help oh. me. And I oh. guess maybe, <laughs> I mean, not that I'm the best person to advise it, but maybe I think it's going back to the smallest thing first. Yeah. You know, instead of thinking big of, like, all these things, because it's, obviously, there's so much you have to think about yeah. with Amy's care. Maybe sort of bringing it right back to, like, the simplest thing possible. Yeah. Coming around for an hour just to chat to you so you can go and do something. Yeah. Or maybe coming around for 30 minutes or maybe like i don't know there's maybe smaller things that can maybe start that ease of not a burden but she's definitely not no no she is a gift <laughs> but um maybe to ease that all that mental load and yeah that excess of things that you have to think about that maybe like it is something i definitely want to do yeah. i just don't know how, how to go about do? doing it yeah, and that's something you know. that i'm sure you'll learn to go <laughs> yeah definitely but yeah, definitely. I think make sure to give yourself the time that you deserve as well. Because oh, as gosh. I said, yeah. I can't <laughs> it's really important that you as a person and you as a parent is fulfilled in, in all different ways. Um, but yeah, is there anything else you want to feel like that's that's full full topics covered there's <laughs> probably so. way more but Definitely. I, don't have to, I have to well. do a part two this will keep saying to everybody have to do a part two next time <laughs> but yeah well thank you for talking to me no Charlotte. thank you i love it and if there's anything else you want to think about i'll always put it in the instagram and whatnot so cool yes I thank you very much what a beautiful conversation oh charlotte thank you so much for talking to me it was really really wonderful to talk to you and get your perspective on what it's like to be a parent of a child with a disability and also what it's like to be part of a community of amazing people so thank you so much and if you were listening i really really hoped you enjoyed this episode unfortunately this will be the last fran babble with friends episode of the season and we'll be wrapping it up there'll be one more episode I'll have a bit of a recap and a bit of a wrap-up that'll be coming soon. And then it's having a little break before season three, which is very, very exciting. So thank you so much for listening. As I always say, whenever or wherever you're listening to this podcast, I hope that you're having a beautiful day.